Thank you so much. We are really so delighted. And as um, you well know, because we've all uh, belabored it, the principal reason for everybody coming together today is to introduce the National Council of Iran. And so we have come to the climax in certain respects of our event. All of us are here to support the council, which in turn is dedicated to supporting the people of Iran. So now we will turn to the conversation, to the panel discussion among the interim members of the council. Uh, there is a possibility that we will be joined by Dr. Ken Katzman. I'm very much hoping that he will be able to come before the end of the event. Um, and uh, uh, we will, he's not here right now, is he? No, no. But I'm very much hoping that he, I didn't see him, but he may very well be here. And I really hope that he does come because for those of you who have not read his his remarkable white papers, his incredibly eloquent and, and scholarly uh, writings about the situation in Iran, his constant support for all of the activities of the people of Iran. He has been a, a real staple. Uh, he's been a, a, one of the founders uh, although not an Iranian himself, let's just call him a founder ex officio of, uh, of the council. But um, let us now allow the, the panelists to come to the fore. I would like to introduce the moderator who in turn will introduce you to the participants. The moderator is Sina Davestani. The participants' names are, are in, your, um, in your folder. I'm going to just give it a try. Riza Pirzadeh, Nazila Golestan, Shahin Nejad, Amir Golalipur, and Dr. Saeed Ganji. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. Um, uh, on behalf of uh, uh, the panelists here, I'd like to first uh, thank uh, Institute of World Politics for uh, having this venue available uh, so uh, we could uh, discuss the introduction of National Council for Iran, as you all heard earlier on by uh, His Majesty uh, announcing that. And uh, as you were told, uh, the panelists here to my left uh, are um, just a group of them. Uh, we have a couple more of the um, panelists who are on Skype, via Skype, are going to join us, uh, which we will go momentarily uh, to them. Uh, I believe they are uh, Mr. Mohammad Reza Haydari and Mr. Ali Akbar Omid uh, Mehr. I'm sorry, I was corrected that uh, Mr. Omid Mehr is not, but Mr. Iriai. Um, as you know, the uh, snowstorm yesterday has thrown everything out of whack, and we're trying to bring it together. I hope uh, all goes well so far. Let me uh, <clears throat> start off by um, <clears throat> um, 
uh, introducing uh, Ms. Uh, Golestan uh, um, that has joined us. Uh, she's one of the member of the uh, uh, committee member for the National Council. Uh, she, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please. She's, uh, uh, she lives in uh, Paris and uh, she has been very active for past year or so um, nonstop, which we thank her for what she does. Uh, everyone knows that uh, everybody's got a life and family and whatnot, and we all put many of this on hold, and uh, we attend to what we feel very passionate toward, and one of them is the freedom, as uh, both the congressman and the senator had uh, said. <clears throat> Next to uh, uh, Ms. Kolesan is Dr. Shaheen Nejad, who has joined us from Houston, Texas. Uh, uh, I believe the specialty is in oil field, and I'm going to leave it at that and uh, go on with uh, Mr. Uh, Reza Pirzadeh, also from Paris, uh, another uh, member of our uh, council uh, committee here, along with uh, Dr. Uh, <clears throat> Saeed Ganji. Uh, Dr. Ganji is a local. Uh, meaning that he, he resides in the uh, metropolitan around here, he has been involved in all of these activities. None of these folks have uh, rested from day one that they wanted to do something for freedom. So all of them are active, and I cannot say which one has done more or so or less, but they all have done quite a bit. And the last, but not certainly the least, the youngest member of one of the, mm, I like to call him prodigy of our society that has come to the United States, a civil engineer um, that uh, has joined us. And uh, Mr. Golalipur is a bright, bright PhD student. Hopefully, Dr. Golalipur will have her, his degree soon in this summer, and I'm trying to get him to join our company, so all of that for that. <clears throat> uh, before any further ado, uh, let me start off with, uh, as I said, this is for the National Council, and uh, I'd like to start with uh, Ms. Golestan by uh, give us a uh, background uh, in terms of uh, how we have come this far and what is the uh, steps that taken so far, if you don't mind. My... Uh, uh, it's going to be in uh, Persian, or you prefer is that what it is? Or, if you like, we can translate it for you. I'm sure we have plenty of a translator in the in the audience too. They can talk to you. Why don't you go ahead, um, join us at the podium, and go ahead, and I'll try to brief you all in English as much as I can. I hope. Uh, سوالی که پرسیدین در ارتباط با تشکیل شورای ملی ایران من سعی می‌کنم خیلی خلاصه بگم که راحت بتونین ترجمه کنین. Thank you for all coming out here and I'm going to real quick uh, brief you on uh, the National Council. Um, بعد از سال 1979 انقلاب اسلامی که در ایران رخ داد و حکومت دینی در ایران آمد after 1979 revolution in Iran that we ended up with a theocracy in Iran. Uh, uh, many years were passed under um, the, the oppression of war and hostilities. The first thing this regime in Iran accomplished was to put down the female, the women of our society. 
بعد از سالها زمانی که آقای خاتمی آمد و شعار ایران آباد و آزاد رو داد خیلی از مردم یک فرصتی پیدا کردن برن و فکر کردن که شاید با اون اندیشه اصلاحات بشه روزنهی به سوی آزادی رو باز کرد With the election of President Khadami in Iran, many believe that there is an opening and there is a, a light coming through the cracks and we're hoping that things are going to change. من از نسل 18 تیر هستم و همون سال بعد از اون که در کوی دانشگاه دانشجوها رو به نام خدا و اسلامشون کشتن و زدن و خیلی ها رو سرکوب کردن و گرفتن و شکنجه کردن مجبور شدم کشور رو ترک بکنم. I'm amongst the generation of a 1998 uprising of students in Iran where the regime under the name of God and religion um, killed and massacred many of the students, so I had to leave the country. Ten years later, it resulted in a green movement. و در جنبش سبز به لطف ارتباطات کامیکیشن و ابزارهای اینترنتی که وجود داشت مردم ایران فرصتی رو پیدا کردن که با مردم بیرون از ایران با شهروندان جهان بتونن رابطه برقرار کنن Thanks to the latest technology in this green movement they were able to bring out what they are seeking and what they are asking to the world و بعد از شعار رأی منکو فریاد زدن رفراندوم رفراندوم این از شعار مردم After they uh, chanted on the streets where, where is my vote they all chanted referendum referendum this is the choice of the people اصلاح طلبان در ایران این تصور رو داشتن که میتونن از این حرکت مردم به نفع خودشون استفاده کنن تا نظام جمهوری اسلامی عمرش رو ادامه بده And the reformists in Iran thought they could uh, use this uh, movement to their advantage so they would secure the regime uh, in its entirety. Uh, فقط به دنبال یک چیز هست اون هم رسیدن به آزادی و برقراری حاکمیت ملت ایران. Without any attention, paying attention to what the real um, request is, is with the freedom for the popular, for the young in Iran. As you know, the regime in Iran, uh, basically the, the Ayatollah is in charge and he makes the decision on elections and who should be the head of what government department and they basically run the life. He runs the life for entire population. برای همین اگر بخوایم به مفهوم واقعی آزاد انتخابات آزاد free and fair election در ایران برگزار بشه بر اساس کنوانسیون شورای بین المجالس 
کنوانسیون 154 شورای بین مجالس انتخابات آزاد در ایران برگزار بشه باید از این نظام و از این قانون اساسی گذر کنیم تا بتونیم انتخابات آزاد در فضایی که همه احزاب آزاد باشن آزادی بیان باشه آزادی پس از بیان باشه زنان و مردان برابر بتونن شرکت بکنن انتخابات رو برگزار کنیم Uh, the uh, election in Iran is, uh, to be sought is the, according to the International Charter of Election, how it is done. I'm sorry, I've missed the number. Is 154, I believe. The, uh, yes, 154 the charter that calls for election, free election. It has uh, a framework of how it's done and what needs to be done. And it is <clears throat> supposed to provide freedom freedom of speech and freedom of after giving speech. You see, in Iran, they say you have freedom to speak, but you don't have the freedom afterwards. So it is very important. And also, equality of men and women. در پایان فقط میخوام این رو تاکید بکنم که شورای ملی ایران به عنوان یک آلترناتیو دموکرات و سکولار این فرصت رو داره میده که کارزار بین المللی برای برگزاری انتخابات آزاد در ایران برگزار بشه و من به عنوان یک شهروند ایرانی خواهشم از همه شهروندان آمریکایی این هست که از این کارزار حمایت بکنن چرا که برقراری دموکراسی، آزادی و برابری در ایران من معتقدم و اعتقاد راسخ دارم که به نفع همه جهان خواهد بود. I as a member of the National Council am here to let you know that this movement is for seeking freedom in Iran uh, to bring about the justice and equality for all and uh, we will Uh, ask the world community to support us in this endeavor. Thank you. Thank you. Let's move on to our next member uh, at the panel. Uh, Dr. Shaheen Nejad, uh, uh, one of the members of the committee. Uh, Dr. Nejad. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for being here and uh, allocating your time to hear or messages uh, about the National Council. Uh, we have been saying for several years that the West uh, has to give up uh, negotiating uh, with, uh, with the Iranian re regime and listen to what Iranian nation asks and wants. And, uh, but in theory, it's easy to say, in practice, uh, if the West, U.S. government or Europe, European government, they want to go and knock the door of somewhere and ask them, okay, we want to talk to Iranian nation, how it's possible. You have to have an organization to represent, if not the entire Iranian nation, which is perhaps impossible, but a big portion of the Iranian nation. And that was the idea which uh, was the basis of founding this uh, national council. National Council, uh, conceptually, is acting like a coalition or a front. So we try to preserve the diversity of opinions and ideologies and political views of people who join this organization, this body. It doesn't act like a political party. So on few very, very basic and fundamental items, we have to come to an agreement, like the country coherence, uh, separation of church and state, uh, perhaps honoring the human rights, and those type of uh, principles. But 
from political point of views or from uh, religious point of views, from social ranking and all of those other uh, fields, it's pretty flexible and we try to be as uh, extensive as we can in order to include uh, different uh, opinions and, and several factions of, of the Iranian society. As I said, we don't claim, and nobody has the right to claim that uh, he or she is a speaker or, or representative of the Iranian nation, but we have to come to a solution to make this organization and to start lead all the efforts to direct people toward uh, civil uh, disobedience and uh, eventually uh, trying to uh, get the country to a level that without passing a very violent and uh, uh, bloody uh, years or, or period, uh, coming to, uh, a, I would call it a turning point that we can have a free and fair election to choose uh, the, the right a type of the regime for the Iranian nation, and also to uh, uh, to build the constitution from scratch. We think Iranian nation has this capability. Uh, we have been among the f uh, first nations who could get a constitution. 1906 was as early as uh, we had the parliament arranged in Iran, and definitely it was even earlier than Russia, 1907, the Russian Revolution. Uh, maybe we were uh, among the top three in Asia and Africa who entered that stage uh, in the period of the Reza Shah the Great in 30s, about eight years ago. Uh, the country gave women uh, the right to come out and, and be a part of the society, and that was pretty uh, advanced for its own time, even uh, with, with the scale of uh, non-Asian, non-Middle Eastern countries. And in early 60s, uh, women uh, were given the rights uh, to, to vote in Iran and uh, the right to be elected. And these were things that shows we have had a big middle class. Uh, we have passed a big period, a long period of modernization in the country. And uh, I can claim uh, very bravely that Iranian nation definitely is the most secular a knowledgeable nation, at least in Middle East and North Africa and West of Asia. And uh, democratization of Iran definitely will be the best role model for the whole region. So help the Iranian nation to get there and it brings the, the peace and prosperity for the whole region and it will be a win-win case for the West and Iranian and consequently the whole uh, region. And uh, we are moving toward that point, and we hope we can get support of uh, great nations, including uh, American nation. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, thank you, Dr. Najat. Uh, Dr. Najat has a specialty in Iranian history. Uh, uh, just uh, a very important point that uh, he brought up. I don't know whether you all caught it or not. 1906, first country in the largest continent in the world had constitution. Does that tell you what type of people they are there? Do we need to announce it? Do we need to say anything more? We are peace-loving, secular-minded people. 
Thank you for bringing that up, Dr. Nejad. We are still working on our Skype and technology. I'll ask. Uh, uh, it looks like she's punching the keys very hard, so it not, may not be <laughs> ready yet. So why don't we go on with uh, Mr. Pirzadeh, who has joined us uh, from Paris and uh, long trips. This man has been on, I think he's got over a million miles right now with, in about a month or so traveling. Please, thank you. Uh, well, let's start with Mr. Pirzadeh while we're working on technology here. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you very much, Mr. Per, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you uh, permit, I will try to speak in, in, in Farsi. It's better for me because my English is not enough good to uh, to say what exactly I want I want to say. If you, if you don't mind, could you please uh, translate? Sure. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. So much. long as you don't speak French, I don't speak that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Ma'am Hassan Boyajaze, Fahad Khatmatun, we can be talking in Shorey Mediro. و اینکه ما الان به کجا رسیدیم و فردا میخوایم چیکار بکنیم در دو سه دقیقه خدمتون بگم. Let me uh, brief you uh, in two or three minutes of the history of the National Council, where we are, where we started, and how far we've come. حدود 15 ماه پیش، 16 ماه پیش یک متنی از درون ایران و به خصوص از درون زندان‌های جمهوری اسلامی به عنوان اولین نسخه منشور پیشنهادی شورای ملی به دست ما رسید. About 15 or 16 months ago, roughly about that time, we received a, a small uh, draft charter. Specifically, came from inside of the infamous uh, prison in Iran, Evin, as Prince uh, Pahlavi also alluded to. دوستانی که سالها در ایران با ایدئولوژی مختلف چه چپ چه راست چه جمهوری خواه چه مشروط خواه برای آزادی و دموکراسی دارن کنار همدیگه مبارزه میکنن به این نتیجه رسیده بودن که برای اینکه بتونیم اون حق انتخابات آزاد همونطوری که جنبش سبز میگفت بتونیم به اون حق برسیم و به حاکمیت ملت برسیم نیاز هستش که یک حرکتی در خارج از کشور که میتونه آزادانه فعالیت بکنه در خارج از کشور شک بگیره. different views came together all of them with different backgrounds of political views they came together that there needs to be something done that we can reach to our ultimate goal of a freedom and free election, just like what the Green Movement had started. However, they reached this con uh, conclusion that inside of Iran is not possible, so they have to look outside. But the thing that is very important for us in the country is that we don't have more responsibility in the country, and the thing is uh, our only responsibility and the main responsibility outside of Iran is to be the voice of the oppressed Iranian inside of Iran. And as you know, there is no freedom of speech as we know it in the real world. And that is not going to take place so long as the regime is in charge. از اون زمان تعدادی از فعالین سیاسی دور هم جمع شدیم و 
سعی کردیم که با تمام نیروهای اپوزیسیون گروه های مختلف و شخصیت های مختلف صحبت بکنیم و این منشور پیشنهادی که از درون ایران آمده بود بعد از 41 ورسیون مختلف به این ورسیون فعلی رسید که چاپ شده و بیش از 17 هزار شهروند ایرانی در سراسر جهان امضاش کردند few of the political activists got together they decided to bring this uh, um, suggested or recommended charter to attention of everybody um, the, to for everybody to see and review it. It, it this is now the 41st version of it it went through a lot of uh, uh, collecting uh, comments and opinion to do that and so far we have over 17000 real people who have signed up. These are real, not uh, you know, online that you don't know who they are. البته هر ورسیونی که نوشته میشد برمیگشت به درون ایران و هموطنانمون که این کارو شروع کرده بودن تایید میکردن یا اینکه اصلاح میکردن که کاملا هماهنگ با دوستان در درون ایران و زندانهای جمهوری اسلامی این حرکت انجام انجام شد. After every version that we had comments and we collected and implemented, we sent the version back to Iran to the original source, if you would, to review and provide us their approval, whether they agree or not. So the approval of this came basically from inside of Iran. The comments were from outside, but inside approved what was said. به مرور زمان یک کمیته موقت هماهنگی شک گرفت که فقط برای خودش دو, دو, دو وظیفه بیشتر نداشت و نداره از رزولت تمپری کمیتی پت تگیدر تو کاری دیس چور آت و هست اونلی تو مین رسپانسیبیلیتیز این دو وظیفه که کمیته موقت هماهنگی داره است یک این بودش که این منشور بتونیم به فرم نهاییش برسونیم یعنی به فرمی که منتشر شد و همچنین بتونیم مجمع اولین مجمع شورای ملی رو مجمع مؤسسش رو برگزار بکنیم که این حرکت شکل بگیره This is, as you know, it's draft, and it can t still be modified, any comments that could come in. And the second one is to have the first uh, session, the gathering of the founding members. By then, they will be elected through a very clear election. اون وظیفه اول انجام شد در ماه در پنجم سپتامبر این منشور منتشر شد در اینترنت و همونطوری که خدمتتون گفتم هزاران ایرانی امضا کردند و امروز ما این امکانات داریم که در ماه آینده در پاریس 27 و 28 اپریل این اولین نخست اولین نشست مجمع عمومی رو برگزار کنیم و شورای ملی رو در اصل وارد عمل خواهد شد Uh, the first part uh, basically uh, started in September. The first draft of the uh, charter, um, that's recommended charter, I should keep saying that it is a suggested, can be changed, uh, was uh, announced in September online and everybody had access to it, uh, which we have many people who have joined and signed up. And second part is the first Um, session or first gathering will take place 27th and 28th of April in Paris. Uh, برای اینکه ما بتونیم uh, به این uh, در از uh, 
این هدف برسیم خب نیاز به امکاناتی داشتیم و داریم که تصمیم گرفتیم که بدونه که به هیچ وجه با هیچ دولت خارجی یا هیچ مؤسسه بنامنالی از از دولت خارجی و مؤسسه بنامنالی کمکی بگیریم بر رفتیم به طرف مردم ایران و این شانس رو داشتیم که تونستیم اولین بار تمام رسانه هایی که فارسی زبان در آمریکا به خصوص در کالیفرنیا هستن خوشبختانه همه با هم دیگه متحد شدن و یک برنامه تلتون سه روزه داشتیم که دو برابر امکاناتی که نیاز داشتیم برای برگزاری نشست خوشبختانه جمعوری شد و این برای ما افتخار بزرگی است together, put together by Iranians. We had a fundraising, three days fundraising, that all of the medias, Iranian medias, uh, participated uh, and uh, helped us with this. And we are happy to say that we got twice as much as the initial need that we uh, guesstimated for. شورای ملی ایران این استش که بتونیم به یک شرایط کافی و لازم برای برگزاری انتخابات آزاد در ایرانمون برسیم که هموطنانمون اونجا بتونن مثل اولین بار در تاریخشون سرنوشت سیاسی خودشون رو خودشون انتخاب بکنن این تنها هدف سیاسی این شورا هست و فقط برای همین Uh, this National Council has only one political motivation, and that is to bring about a, a condition in Iran that people can cast their votes freely. And that's all. Once that takes place, this National Council will dissolve. این راهی است که هم میتونه مشکل مردم ایران رو برای رسیدن به دموکراسی و حقوق بشر حل بکنه و هم مسئله بنامرالی، مسئله هسته‌ای جمهوری اسلامی، مسئله ثبات و صلح در منطقه خاورمیانه رو همزمان حل خواهد کرد. سپاسگزارم. the international community's support in order to uh, achieve what we are trying to achieve. You see, the achievement of this goal is not going to just help Iranian, it's not going to just help the region, it's going to help the entire world. Your nuclear issue is going to be dissolved, energy issue is going to be resolved, and stability will come back again once again. We had it, those who were before 1979 can remember that was the case in the region. Thank you very much. I'm going to... Why don't we continue on with uh, Dr. Ganji for now. Um, Dr. Said Ganji, as I said, is our local member and uh, one of the most active people. Thank you, Dr. Go. Ladies and gentlemen and the panel, allow me to express my gratitude to the Institute of World Politics faculty and staff for sponsoring this event. Thank you for the opportunity to participate and brief this body regarding U.S.-Iran policy and the role of Iranian opposition groups and individuals. For over three decades, U.S. have tried under different administrations to adopt the policy of either aggression or negotiation and appeasement. This is the only U.S.-Iran policy that I'm aware of. 
We Iranians know these clerics and their institutions better than you can imagine. Talking or negotiating with the clerical regime in Tehran will bring nothing but frustration and will only buy time for the continued advancement of the regime domestic and global agenda. Their masters in creating crisis and keep the world occupied. While I'm confident that the U.S. have the military capability to hit Iran where it hurts, I advise against any military action. Such conflicts will guarantee a rally around the flag and will lose the only friend you have in the Middle East, which despite the effort of 34 years of propaganda and brainwashing, it still looks favorably upon America and Americans. That friend, the Iranian people, is the most certainly the most versatile and dangerous weapon in your arsenal. I cannot reiterate enough that the most effective way to weaken, the, uh, weaken and ultimately overthrow the Islamic Republic is to empower the one force that the government of Iran fears above all else, the Iranian people. On the negotiation and appeasement front, the Islamic Republic will not talk to the United States or make concessions to the West. Why? Because if it wishes to remain as the Islamic Republic, it simply cannot. In other words, ideology. The Islamic Republic was founded upon the pillars of anti-Americanism, anti-Zionism, anti-Westernism, and anti-imperialism, so forth. Indeed, the Islamic Republic's very existence is rooted in the diametric opposition of what it perceives and presents as the chief evil of this world. Thus, the change in behavior would implicate a betrayal of the principle holy and essential to the Islamic Republic's survival. Simply put, change in behavior of the regime equal the death of the regime. To sum up the affirmation points, the Islamic Republic Constitution guards against political change from within, while the Islamic Republic culture forbids a significant change in the Islamic Republic dealing with the outside world. Indeed, public discontent and the desired regime change in Iran is quite potent, as evident, in, as evident by numerous episodes of criticism and unrest. It is about time that the American administration will change course and support the, the regime, a regime change in Iran. It is crucial to consider new ways. It is about time that the State Department and the White House open an account with the people of Iran, assist them to change this despicable system based on 14th century ideology. No oppressive regime in the world has lasted forever, and the Islamic Republic would not be an exception. We need to understand that the only way the Islamic Republic will change if there is a regime change in Iran. This is what the vast majority of Iranians want, as demonstrated in 2009 shammed election. Regarding opposition, the fact is that the real opposition to the regime in Iran remains inside Iran and lies with the youth, the students, women, teacher, and our labor force. We, the opposition outside the country, can only serve as a mouthpiece for our compatriots on the other side. We must transmit their voice and convey their struggle and desire. Their desire is regime change in Iran, and the opposition outside must convey that. 
But to effectively do so, we must unite under a certain irrefutable foundational principles, such as integrity and the sovereignty of Iran, uh, uh, an absolute separation of religion and state, and a democratic system of government based on the votes of Iranian people. Like any organization, our united front must accept the stewardship of the capable and trustworthy leaders who are able to unite and lead. The opposition chief task should be to engineer a link between the free world and inside Iran. In closing, I must add that undoubtedly the people of Iran will sooner or later achieve their goal and win this struggle. Iranian will not forget those <coughs> who stood beside them in their struggle, nor will they forget the noble governments who put them before their oppressors. The free world needs to understand that the only way Iran will change is that if there is a regime change in Iran and the Iranian people, the countries in the Persian Gulf region, as well as the rest of the world, will be in a much improved condition. Thank you. It was loud and clear. It was loud and clear the best weapon in Iran are the people that we can use against the regime. No other military action is necessary or needed. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Uh, Ganji. Well done. Our last panelist here, not uh, online, is Mr. Golalipur. I assume we still have issues there, so why don't we continue on with soon to be Dr. Golalipur. Good morning, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk here. I want to express my uh, and great, and great uh, and thanks to all of you that take from your time and participate here to hear us and hear the uh, Iranian uh, freedom uh, fighters that are trying to trying to bring the freedom and justice. Wow. Okay, it's fine now. Uh, to bring a freedom and justice for Iranian people. Um, I want to talk uh, from my point of view because uh, I'm, uh, I was in Iran when uh, 2009 election was happened. Uh, I was with a student movement there and um, I witnessed all the things that happened in Iran. So uh, as a, just one part of uh, this uh, great green movement, uh, I want to talk about the people in Iran that they are under the pressure. As we are talking here and sitting here, a lot of people in Iran, they are going under huge pressure from different aspects, from economical point of view to their personal life, and from the political point of view, and etc. Um, and this Iran National Council is giving us a great opportunity uh, to um, overcome this regime and uh, bring the freedom and justice for the people. Uh, my main point is that when this opportunity um, has founded by uh, efforts of a lot of people, uh, we need to take this chance and help the people. Uh, we're hearing from uh, different places that a lot of people, they have criticism about this Iran National Council. So 
uh, as a part of uh, this um, committee, I want ask everyone, all the Iranian people, please come to this committee. And if you have a criticism, bring your criticism, and uh, we together uh, modify this thing. But just sitting and criticizing doesn't solve anything. As we are talking here, all the people in Iran, they are uh, going under a lot of pressure. We are here in the United States of America or Western countries and having like good life, but they aren't. They don't. So we don't forget them, and uh, we don't forget the people that they went to the streets for their freedom and they lost their life and they got tortured, arrested, and etc. So uh, my only um, message that I have for the Iranian people in uh, all the world that please come and join us that we can all together take our hands together and uh, throw away this regime that we can have freedom and justice for Iranian people. We should not waste our time anymore. Uh, we saw a lot of efforts in the past 30 years but now the great opportunity knocked at our door. So let's open the door and um, be together and work together to have a better country with a freedom. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. As you keep hearing, it's the people, it's the people, it's the people. Does that remind you of something in the United States? We the people? Do I need to continue on? We the people in Iran want to change regime. Nobody else. Help us. That's all we need. Mr. Heydari is uh, joining us via Skype. Uh, um, is there a translation needed to be yes. carried out too, or? Can he speak English? Yes. خدمت <laughs> و تمام دوبر دنیا به وقیق بودن این رژیم پی بودن و متوجه کردیدن که در صورت سازش با حکومت اسلامی خشم عبدی ملت ایران را برای خود خواهند خیلید امروز تمام مردم ایران در داخل و خارج از کشور از هر گروه دسته و حزب به اهمیت اتحاد و با همیدن زیر کلمه مقدس ایران پی بودن و نیاز به تشکیل شورای ملی را در اولویت مبارزات خود قرار دادن. در اینجا لازم است که تاکید کنم که از نظر کم بین سفارت سبز حکومت مذهبی و استبدادی فعلی ایران سالها بر تفرقه و جدایی تمام ملت ایران از هر فرقه گروه و اقلیت‌های دینی پوشیده و با خرج سرمایه‌های ملی کشور اون رو تبلیغ کرده که باعث در واقع خرابی و ویرانی ایران گردیده امروز تمام مخالفان حکومت اسلامی در پردوی جنبش سبس ملت ایران به یک اتحاد به روی خواسته های حد خود رسیدن 
که میتوان در اونجا به برخی از آنها که در منشور شورای ملی درس کرده اشاره کرد همانند تمامیت ارزی ایران دموکراسی عدالت آزادی بیان و آزادی زندانیان سیاسی و جدایی دین از سیاست در واقع مهم و استراتژیک جنبش سبز همانا قرار دادن تمام رنگ ها در کنار هم همچون رنگین کمان باشد شاید ذکر است دموکراسی به مومی آموزد تحمل یکدیگر با هر فکر و اندیشه و ایدولوژی است لذا اتحاد روی حد ها توسط گروه های اپوزیسیون حکومت حکومت وقت ایران ایجاد شورای ملی ایرانیا این نقشه رژیم را که خواهان نفاق و تفرقه بین ما می باشد و با شکست مواجه کرده است پیام کمپین سفارت سبز به تمام ملت ایران در داخل و خارج از کشور فقط یک جمله است اتحاد برای ایران و ایران برای همه ایران متشکرم از سرختی که به من دادیم و این مطلب در خدمت بودم I hope you don't expect me to I'm, I'm okay, not bad. Well, well, yes, Mr. Heydari, first of all, let me let you know that Mr. Heydari is a former uh, council member or um, embassy member at uh, in Europe for regime. He uh, now has uh, long um, separated himself from the regime and has started a movement. It's called Green embassy movement. Uh, these are members of the embassies, regime's embassy all over the world that the, the members or the employees will join this movement. And this is what Mr. Heydari has uh, put together. And that's what he was uh, saying. And that um, when we said uh, different views, different ideologies have come together, as he mentioned it again, they are united for Iranians, for Iran, uh, with different political views and all that. Here is one of them. They are members of the US, uh, Iranian uh, regime uh, embassy around the world, and they have started separating themselves from the regime. What Mr. Heydari wanted to bring out is that we have a united Iranian now. We need to have that support from the international world to um, go on and have a free and um, liberated Iran. That was. Just of what he said, I am so sorry that I cannot translate any more than this. I tried to take notes as much as I could, but I can't read my own handwriting anymore. It was, I was writing it so fast I couldn't. I think that's the gist of what Mr. Heydari said. If any of my fellow Iranians have captured more than I have announced or said, please help me out. I appreciate it. Next, I guess, if there is no help here, next is Mr. Iriai. And Mr. Iriai is joining us from Paris again? No, 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 no. Norway. Norway. Absolutely, thank you. No more appeasement and dialogue is what Mr. Heydari is saying with the regime in Iran. Now, this is a member, this is one who was part of the State Department of the regime. He's telling you, no more dialogue. Any questions, any comments anybody has from the panelists here? We could go ahead, please. <laughs> I am running by birth, but for the past two decades I've been studying the ideology, infrastructure, and recruiting tactics of Sunni extremist movements. Um, I've been doing uh, community organizing, building resilience for communities around the world, both in the United States, Europe, and Asia. 
So my question to you is, as I help communities around the world struggling in the post-Arab revolutions, um, that unfortunately votes don't always lead to democracy, Richard can tell you too. Um, we now are struggling in Egypt. Of course, this is not going to be the case in Iran because you're currently dealing with theocracy, but we're currently now facing a more oppressive version of a dictatorship under an Islamist regime. And so my concern to you is if you push only for the vote and that you don't help these people organize themselves, then the most um, extreme groups that have the ability to mobilize and organize themselves will win in that free election. So what are you going to do to empower the grassroots secular liberal groups um, to be able to defeat their extremist opposition? Any one of you gentlemen wanted to take? Go ahead. Go ahead. Excellent question, Hedia. That was a great question. Uh, Iran has been the, unfortunately, the only country which has been experiencing theocratic regime. We have seen the performance of a religious government, a religious state. Uh, for the past 34 years. Uh, we could have been a good model for other nations to see us and learn from us, learn from us and avoid going uh, uh, toward that destination that we went about 34 years ago. Uh, this is my understanding from US policy after 9-11. Uh, I guess the general policy has been if the current regime in Middle East and North Africa are replaced by kind of middle modernized uh, Islamic regime, that could be the best uh, strategy to prevent the extremists to take over. That has been the policy. I, I, do, I disagree, but yes, in, in practice it has happened. You saw Afghanistan, you saw Iraq, Today you can see Egypt, in some extent Libya. I should admit, if today there is a free election in any 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 Muslim country in the world, Islamists will win the election without any doubt, except Iran, because we have experienced that. So for the only country which that formula doesn't work is Iran. I could see for the past 10, 12, 15 years even, U.S. and Europe strongly supported the reformists in Iran. You gave them support. You gave them uh, you, you gave them some opportunities to uh, to express themselves. You made uh, Mr. Khatami a, 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 a holy person, a, a totally different with what we saw from his his himself and his team. And uh, it was, I guess, in, in following the same strategy that helped the, uh, the, the middle Muslims uh, can help you to avoid getting the extremists on charge. And uh, in Iran, it failed. So as you mentioned, perhaps a free election doesn't guarantee democratization of the country. I totally agree with you. Accept, uh, accept Iran because of what we have seen in the past three decades. So for Iran, we hope at least, at least if, if we don't get the best type of regime that could fit the Iranian uh, culture and Iranian 
geopolitics, at least we get the optimum kind of system. Perhaps nobody can guarantee that. But Iran is the only country that I can bet if you have an election, it doesn't end up with winning of Islamists. Dr. Ganji, would you like to add to that? Just to add uh, just a couple of words. First of all, uh, I guess we ought to know Iranians are not really true Muslims. I mean, that's probably news to you. I lived in Iran for 18 years. Iranians, I mean, as an Iranian man, a true Muslim, they're supposed to simply, uh, I don't know, pray. They're supposed to not to chase women. They're not supposed to drink. They do all of that. Anybody tells you otherwise, they're, they're joking with you. The only difference now between Shah's era and now is that in Shah's era, we used to simply pray at home, go outside and drink and do, 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 you know, do those other things. Today is 180 degree reverse. Today at home, we do all those drinking and everything else, and then to go outside, and you've seen them. I mean, this is not a joke. A lot of them pretend. You see most of these people, this was not around. You see that little thing on the head? Come on, some of them, they do tattoo here to say I'm Muslim. So they're not per se Muslim like most Arab countries. That's number one. And I assume because of the high literacy rate in Iran, I would say the result of a free election would not be the same thing as you saw in Egypt or Iraq or Tunisia or places like that. At least that's what I hope. Just one more point, if uh, I can add to it, that I'm kind of from the younger generation. I'm just like 25. And uh, uh, the important point now is that in Iran, 70%, more than 70% of the population now is under 35 years old. So it shows that when the revolution happened, they, were, they weren't even born. So when um, they experienced that, regime, they started a critique of the regime and the Islam concept with the regime. So now the youth and the young uh, generation and the students, they look at very critically at the Islam and the combination of that with the government. And as uh, my fellows well said that uh, they are not going to choose the Islam for the government anymore. Maybe for their personal life they will, but not with the combination of the government because they experienced that since they were a kid, two years old, three years old, that how this combination can be poisonous for their government and their society. So uh, there are people that uh, they, they believe in that, but they, um, would, uh, they like to have it for their personal life, not for the, so the whole society anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Any, let's uh, wait till we can see if there are any, any other questions. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for organizing. Uh, my name is Farman Kelly. I'm from all the way from Philadelphia to be here. It's an honor to be in the presence of uh, your guests, yourself. Uh, uh, and I'm sure in uh, reaching to this point, uh, this, this uh, struggle of the Iranian nation has lasted about a year, uh, 100 years to uh, because it matures to this point. And I'm sure the National Iran Council uh, also has had many challenges uh, in, uh, in terms of uh, establishing itself as a legitimate organization that the international community can, in fact, 
uh, rely on as a, as a partner uh, to uh, reflect the pain and suffering and the seeking justice in Iran. So uh, my question here is uh, what uh, resources you need, how are you going to uh, establish yourself as an, uh, as, a, as an organization, as a legitimate organization that the international community can in fact uh, rely on? And uh, how do you in ensure transparency so that the, uh, the Iranian people inside Iran can actually trust your, your institution? Thank you. Thank you for the question. I, um, allow me to uh, uh, have the answer from the panelists after. Uh, we seem to have technology cooperating. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to take part in this meeting. To start, please allow me to give you a brief description of myself. I am Amir Hossein Mehdi Irai. My specialities are in electrodiagnostic and flight medicine. For 18 years, I was employed in the Iranian Air Force Medicine units and at the same time taught in the Army Medicine University. During this period, I was directly responsible for employing candidates for the role of Air Force pilots and assessing their health and conditions uh, for the medicines. During this uh, the, the tour of duty, in 2006, I was arrested uh, to my anti-regime political activities and spent a while in an uh, Islamic Republic prison. In 2007, I managed to escape from Iran and seek refuge in Norway. Currently, I am acting as the Secretary General and spokesperson for the Freedom Seekers Front for the Iranian People Organization. I am also acting as the representative of the organization in the interim committee for the organization of National Iran Council. Due to my aforementioned background and political connection, I am in the direct contact with the many people in Army, Air Force, and also medical person, personnel for the, of the Iranian forces and political organization. I am informed by all my contacts that most of such people consider the upcoming National Iranian Council as one of the best and only solution to free Iran from the yokes the Islamic Republic without bloodshed and with least human expenses achieve a democratic and civil way. We have an excellent principle in charter that gives confidence to the people they are working in the army, sepah and passage about their future. And this point is very important. And I want to tell about this, uh, it's right, it wrote it in the charter, a national reconciliation meaning rejection of violence revenge and emphasis on implementation of justice through legal means by respecting human rights. We are certain through our most reliable sources that the Iranian regime is currently developing nuclear weapons through the so-called nuclear energy program and that is on the top of all the horrendous human rights violation, which we all know about. It is obvious to us that attempting to modify 
the raging behavior of uh, trying to force them to abandon such activities is a waste effort and we can only achieve such goals by a popular and national move supported by the people of Iran themselves. Only in such way can we be assured of a free, democratic and peaceful regime in Iran, which will also bring peace to the area and the world in general. In our opinion and according to all our available data from inside Iran, the National Iranian Council enjoyed a very strong and confident support within the Iranian populace and they fill us with hope and energy to continue our efforts in creating such council. In this event, we welcome and encourage all supports from freedom, loving and democratic group and individuals from all over the globe and embrace them into our efforts. At the end, I must mention one thing. I have been in Iran military. I worked there. And I know and I am sure as my contact with Iran inside the army, inside the SEPA and the Baptist, the, all the most of these people they are working they, they believe to the National Iranian Council and they believe the Princess of Pahlavi as a leadership for Iran. Thank you for your listening to me. Thank you so much. I think it was right for us to wait for your answer because Mr. Irai clearly stated what you wanted to hear. It's transparent because we have different views. The man worked for 17 years with the army, taught army and military of Islamic regime. He's in, he was inside. Now he's outside because he doesn't agree with them. And he's telling you, inside of Iran, Iranians are looking for this National Council to go forward. So let me repeat what their message was to you folks outside, especially non-Iranian. Are you with them or with us? We are moving ahead. National Council of Iranian is going to go ahead, has the majority, has the popular support. It's going to go ahead. It's up to you to join us or not. Thank you. <laughs> At this time, any questions? Any? Absolutely. I think I mentioned that really briefly. I wanted to add more questions because you had received part of your answer as part of your question. Why don't we start with Dr. Najat here to answer the question that you had, sir? You brought up a very important issue where we get our legitimacy from. We look at it from two different angles. One angle is uh, what we say conceptually is, is rational. What we ask is let's move toward stage that in that stage people go to, to polls, give their votes to choose what type of regime they want. Uh, we haven't invented the will again. It's, it's something which is pretty reasonable and it's in line with the usual expectations that a nation can have from any political system. So from conceptual point of view, we haven't specified our goals. We, we, we have claimed something really general, but reasonable and rational. On the other hand, from another angle, you can look at it from performance point of view. Uh, many political groups uh, have claimed that they represent Iranian people. 
nobody says I'm against freedom, nobody says I'm against uh, human rights. So what makes the National Council special? We, we try to build that trust between, within people and between people and the National Council Committee through our performance. We have been trying to act very transparent and clear. And we, we believe for what people have seen in the past 34 years, there has been a mistrust, not only between people and politicians and, and political activists, but also within people. The Iranian society has come to a crisis. We cannot deny that. What we try to do is we try to do our best to rebuild that trust. And if we gain that trust, you have a huge support from inside the country, which can really shake the, 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 the uh, power columns of the current regime. So from both point of views, from conceptual point of view and from practice point of view, uh, we try to do our best and we know that it's a difficult task. But so far, we feel we have been successful. It has not been perfect, but it has been pretty encouraging. I understand that you have upcoming elections to elect the members of the MLB. Uh, and I wanted to know what standards, international standards, you're going to undertake to assure transparency and uh, foreign legitimacy for your organization. That, that, um, um, let me um, get another question in, which is the last one. I'm told we are out of time. And then we'll ask Mr. Pirzadeh to elaborate on that more. Mr. Nabavi, you seem to have a question, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Nabavi. Uh, uh, I'm active all my life. Uh, I have been working since 1979, I was uh, president of Iranian Revolution. Question. When the revolution happened, I was responsible for the demonstration for contribution of love. More than a million and a half people came to the street and we fell. We fell because the BBC of London, Voice of America, they were not along with us. I, I went to jail. I came out of the jail. I lost six months of my family. From the first day I came to the United States, back to the United States, I started doing the organization. Uh, without exaggeration, I established six or seven different organizations against uh, government. Mm. Time. Uh, we are short on time, sir. I failed because we didn't have the support of the How are you going to get a support of the Iranian television is in response. You can always. But what about American? What about BBC, NBC? I'm telling you, without them, you can't do anything. How can we get that position? Would you please uh, address both questions? Uh, Thank you. Uh, 
در از تشکیل مجمع مؤسس شورای ملی همونطوری که میدونید بیش از 17 هزار ایرانی در سراسر جهان و به خصوص تقریبا نیمی از این 17 هزار نفر در درون ایران این فراخوان رو امضا کردند As you know, there, this uh, call, uh, National Council call came out in September, and so far we have had 17,000 signatures on it, of which more than half of them are from inside of Iran. و ما خب به فرم واضح نمیتونیم در یک مجمع همه این 17,000 نفر رو یا حتی 3,000 نفر رو بتونیم داشته باشیم غیر ممکن هست. برای این هستش که یک در اصل یک روند کاملا دموکراتیک و شفافی رو انتخاب کردیم که الان خدمتتون میگم. In order to address all of these we cannot accommodate 17000 people or even 2000 for that matter so we are trying to go through a very um, transparent uh, process to elect a founding group. تا سه روز دیگر به کل امضا کنندگان منشور پیشنهادی شورای ملی ایمیلی ارسال خواهد شد و ازشون خواهش خواهیم کردش که اگر داوطلب هستند که در مجمع مؤسس میخواهند شرکت بکنند خودشون رو شناسایی بکنند از یک طرف Uh, to ask them whether they want to be uh, nominated for the founding membership or they just want to be in the general uh, membership. دو تا در از گزینه خواهند داشت یا میتونن نامزد باشند که در این مجمع شرکت کنند یا اینکه فقط میتونن بگن که ما میخوایم نماینده هامون رو انتخاب کنیم. چیزی که ما پیش بینی میکنیم این که بیش از شاید 2000 نفر داوطلب بشن که در این مجمع شرکت بکنند. البته ما نمیتونیم هر دو هزار نفر رو داشته باشیم برای این هستش که بین این دو هزار نفر انتخاباتی برگزار خواهد شد و اون هیفته هزار نفر میتونند نماینده خودشون رو در این مجمع انتخاب کنند We are anticipating somewhere around 2000 would be volunteering to be the member of the founding group of which the 17,000 will cast their votes to elect amongst those 2000 و این انتخابات که از طریق اینترنت خواهد شد کاملا زیر نظر یک سری از حقوقدانان قسم خورده خواهد بود که ایرانی هم نیستند عضو کمیته هم نیستند کاملا مستقر هستند و چون در فرانسه مجمع برگزار میشه ما از یک سری حقوقدانان فرانسوی قسم خورده که کارشون نظارت به انتخابات هست خواهش کردیم که نظارت بکنند و نتایج انتخابات رو خودشون اعلام کنند and will be uh, moderate, uh, moderated by uh, independent counsel. These are uh, a few um, <coughs> attorneys at law in France whose specialty is uh, election. They're not member of the committee. They have nothing to do with the National Council. They're just independent um, uh, monitoring uh, the election. امیدوارم که سوالتون جواب داده باشم. در رابطه با آقای نووی من شخصا میتونم خدمتتون بگم که من فکر میکنم که ما باید از این مسائلی که میتونیم بهشون بگیم توته بنومرالی عبور بکنیم. In order to bring these together the medias as Nabavi said the NBC, BBCs of the world to come in, we need to bring the populace together for it. 
من فکر میکنم که امروز اگر ما تولید کار کافی داشته باشیم و بتونیم یک آلترناتیو جدی مشروع و واقعا کردیبر بتونیم رو میز بذاریم من شکی ندارم که حمایت بنامعیلو چه در اروپا چه در آمریکا و حتی در کشورهای دیگه مثل آسیا خواهیم داشت So long as we have a charter that it is democratic, it's clear to everybody, I am sure, I'm certain that not just Iranian inside of Iran and outside, other nations within the region are going to support us with this. If, if, if we produce a good work, I, uh, I, I'm sure that uh, we will have the international support, even in, uh, even in China or in Russia, because uh, the Iranian problem is, is, is now is, uh, is an international problem. And uh, everybody is looking for a solution of this issue. And nobody, I think, uh, here and in Europe and in Asia want uh, a war against Iran. And it's our duty to do our job and to put in the table a, a credible uh, alternative. Uh, and I'm sure that we will have uh, uh, the international support. Folks, thank you for coming. This concludes our panel.